You're now listening to Life is Christian Podcast, and I am your host, Charlotte Rutherford. Life is Christian is a safe space for believers and followers of Christ to share their experiences. Here on this podcast, we will be discussing our own personal struggles with walking in faith. We will also be sharing with you some practical tips on how to overcome these challenges. Let's get into today's show. On today's episode of Life is Christian, I will be sharing one of my own personal struggles with you. Since I have been saved, I have struggled in many ways. Those I will share in future episodes. In today's episode, I will be speaking on my issue of trusting God. I thought I trusted God, but it turned out my trust was limited to what I was able to see physically. Before I get started on today's topic, I will share what the phrase life as Christian means to me. Life as Christian for me is about the experiences we have while building relationship with God. It's about the failures and victories of carrying our cross on a daily basis. It's the lessons we have learned from the tests, the trials, and the temptations of trying to live like Christ and for Christ. It is about the joy and peace we experience when we learn to trust Him with all our hearts. So as mentioned, an area I struggled with was trust. About two years ago, my daughter received a diagnosis that left me really confused. I won't say what the diagnosis is, just to respect and protect her privacy. During this period, I wasn't angry at God. I was just confused. I just didn't understand the why or the how this was happening. The diagnosis wasn't life-threatening, but there was a possibility of her having a major surgery. I just didn't understand. I was in a place of shock that led to numbness. I was numb to the point where I felt like I couldn't even pray. Matter of fact, I don't even think I wanted to pray. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to hear the word. It was just me constantly asking God why or how. I just didn't understand. I have been faithfully serving and tithing and doing all the things I was supposed to do to be a good Christian. At that time in particular, I was participating in being a covenant partner in a ministry. I had been doing this for some years now, which meant each month I was sowing a seed. In doing this, I had the revelation that seeds, they have names. So every month I began attaching a name to the seed that I was planting. It is important that your seeds, they bear fruit. By our fruit, it's how we are recognized. Jesus himself cut down the fig tree for not bearing fruit. So by this time, there were many seeds planted for her health and for her future. And now this was happening. I was just like, but God, you said you're a covenant keeping God. What happened to this covenant? I gave without regrets. I gave without ill intention. I remember searching and asking myself if there were any time I gave hesitantly or I didn't want to. And I couldn't think of one because I believe in sowing seeds. The Bible tells us that he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So I always take whatever opportunity there is to sow seed. Because if I'm a sower, it means that I would always have bread and I will always have seed. 
Reflecting back, God reminded me that seeds actually take time to develop and manifest into their full being. You don't just plant a seed today and you wake up tomorrow and you have a fruit. That's not the way it works. But at that time, I felt hopeless. I felt lost. I felt confused. I felt like I had lost faith in a being that I had committed my life to. My life was suddenly filled with uncertainty, questions, and appointments. Appointments I would be attending every six months for follow-up. As a single mother, this was hard mentally. Not only was I trying to process my own emotions, but I was trying to be supportive and encouraging to her. She was devastated. Every appointment till this day is a struggle. She doesn't want to go to the hospital. She doesn't want to see the doctor. She doesn't want to know if her status has changed. She just doesn't want to be involved, period. And I can't blame her. This all occurred during her adolescent development years where she's supposed to be building confidence and self-esteem. She was no longer able to do the things she enjoyed because I was scared for her. The doctor said she could still do all her recreational activities, but by this time, I had done way too much research and I was like, nope, you can't do this. You can't do that. I'm not having it. So at this point in time, she's doing absolutely nothing. I do want to publicly acknowledge my mom and to say thank you for being present. Thank you for being a support to both my daughter and I. I remember her first appointment was about nine or 10 o'clock in the morning And my mom and I, we don't live in the same city. My mom doesn't like to do long distance driving. So I remember my mom waking up super early, getting on the bus, getting on the train so that I could meet her and pick her up and we would head off to this appointment. I do also want to say thank you to Pastor D, Lady T, Mama Erica, and Sister Clarita for always inquiring about our visits and how we were doing and for always praying for us. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Your prayers kept us going till I was able to stand again. So how did I identify this as a concern? I wasn't new to Christianity when this happened. So after the first couple weeks, I knew I was no longer acting within our best interests. Our is my daughter and I. The initial shock and disbelief wore off, but when I would try to open my mouth to pray, I just didn't want to. There were times when I knew that I should have been praying, but I just couldn't. I let my flesh and my feelings get in the way. This was when I knew there was an issue. It was no longer confusion and shock. At this point in time, it was more like defiance. It was almost like rebelling. I remember having conversations with God to let me experience him on a deeper level, that if something major ever happened, I wouldn't doubt him, but past experiences with him would encourage and remind me who he is. So there were days I would ask God, is this the experience? Is this what you're doing? I internalized the situation so much that I remember praying and asking God if I did something to cause this. I just couldn't understand. I'm like, is this a generational curse? I mean, did I sin in some way? Like I was just trying to rationalize what was happening. How did I deal with this struggle? To deal with this struggle, I use music. Music is my therapy. I love music. If you know me personally, you know I'm always playing music. I'm always singing. I'm always dancing. Music brings me so much joy. Music was actually an area that I struggled with when I first started my walk with Christ. I also want to point out that 
We have to be mindful of the types of music we listen to because it affects our spirits. In 1 Samuel 16, when Saul was troubled, David was called on to play the harp, and the music from the harp would cause the troubling spirits to leave. Satan was also involved in music ministry before his fall, so just be mindful that not every sound you hear is pleasing to God. So on the days that I couldn't open my mouth to pray, I worshipped. Worship is a weapon. It's communication with God. It's a tool that I use to overcome and gain victory. I was mature enough to understand the power of words and songs. I would worship day and night whenever I had the opportunity to listen to music, or I'll just be singing in my head at work or any moment that I had really. So you see, I was declaring the words of the songs over my life, over my situation, and over my daughter. Singing songs and worshiping was my form of prayer and communication to God. So although I wasn't formulating my own prayers, the lyrics from the worship songs became my prayer. Worship was me going to God in my most vulnerable state and allowing his presence to just overtake me and to just fill my life and to affect and influence a situation. In addition to music, I would constantly ask for prayer from the people in my circle. Don't forget to ask for help. There is strength in numbers. Deuteronomy 32 verse 30 says, One shall chase a thousand, but two shall chase ten thousand. The Bible also says that where two or three are gathered, God is in the midst. So reach out to people. I always say you need to know and identify the people you can call on for help when you're in trouble. People that can stand with you in times of need and also in prayer. People that can speak the word of God over your life when you feel like you can't. God also reminded me of a time in my life when I was really sick and the doctors didn't know what was wrong. I was admitted to Sick Kids Hospital for over a week and I was like, okay, God, you did it before, you can do it again. This just encouraged me and I was finally able to open my mouth and pray. I started declaring the word of God over my life. I started speaking life in my situation and using the scripture. In 2 Kings 20, when King Hezekiah was on his deathbed, he reminded God that God was a covenant-keeping God. So I started reminding God of all the words he has spoken concerning my daughter's life and that he died on the cross, he was beaten, he was chastised, that she may be able to live a whole life in him. I started reminding God that he said that even though the weapons were formed, they would not prosper. So I was like, okay, God, so this weapon has formed, but your word says it's not going to prosper. Your word also says that you will give her beauty for all her ashes. I was like, God, give her understanding of your word. Use this as an opportunity that she would always remember what you did for her and how you brought her through. So this was how I was able to overcome my struggle. To encourage someone out there that may be in a place where they lack trust in God, I would say, look back on the things that God has done for you. Look back on the times that man said no, but it happened anyways, because God said yes. He didn't say it would be easy. He didn't say that we wouldn't be persecuted or that we wouldn't have trials, but he says that we would. He says that if we take his yoke and his burden, it is so much easier than the ones that we choose to carry ourselves. 
So I would just encourage you, use this as fuel to light that fire in you so you can pray and declare the word of God over your situation. Look back on the good days and thank God. Look back on your not so good days and thank God because you were able to make it through that day. Look back and all the things that he has done for you and trust him. Let it encourage you and keep going. And don't forget to tell God how you feel. He cares about your emotions. He cares about your entire well-being. Ask him to help you control it because that was something I did. I allowed my feelings, I allowed the way I felt to limit and to restrict and become a hindrance between my relationship with God. So commit your emotions onto him. Ask him to help you to control it and trust in him more. Ask him to help you walk by faith and not by sight and not to become easily distracted by what we see instead of reminding ourselves about the word of God. In Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Trust in him. Let me encourage you to trust in him. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean not only on the things that you can see, but trust in him. And when you trust in him, let go of all your worries. Let go of all your cares and believe that he will take care of you. Amen? Because he can, he's able, and he is capable. I also want to encourage you with Hebrews 13 verse 5. He says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. So if he will never leave you nor forsake you, lean not on your own understanding because your own understanding will cause you to fail. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I hope that this will be a blessing to you and that you will be encouraged. Until next time, be encouraged, be inspired, and be blessed. 